everyone and welcome to Tater's Life. Today I'm joined by a family friend, Cam, and he at the present is the Ironman's youngest finisher in Wales, which is absolutely incredible. And I just want to hear more about his sort of journey and his experiences because the Ironman is not easy. So let's welcome Cam to the Tater's Life podcast. Hello, Cam, and welcome. Thank you very much. I am so excited to have you on here because honestly, like we've known each other for quite some time, but like when you told me you were going to do the Iron Man, I was like, are you having a laugh? Like, I just couldn't believe it because it's such like an intense sort of course. So just for our listeners, um, just so they're aware, how long is the swim, the bike ride and the run? So over an Ironman distance, you've got the swim of 2.4 miles, which is normally done in the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bike is 112 miles, and then the run is a marathon, so 26.2 miles. Holy moly. Honestly, I ran the London Marathon way back when, and the marathon was enough. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was enough. So the fact that you literally just swam and ran over 100 miles is just absolutely mental but before we get into like the training and your journey and what inspires you and stuff tell me a little bit about what you're doing now and happy birthday for the other day thank you so at the moment my sort of main focus is crossfit um i've been doing crossfit since the back end of last year um and it's something that i've kind of almost a bit like triathlon when i started triathlon I kind of just got the bug and got addicted to um i stopped triathlon seriously um at the back end of last year just because I'd sort of fallen out of love with the sport a little bit because yeah. um, everything just got a little bit too too serious and I, that enjoyment factor had gone for me. So I started at CrossFit to give myself something new and new focus. So that's sort of a big thing for me at the moment, but I've recently been, I don't know how this has happened, but I've recently been talked into putting my name down for Ironman Wales next year in 2024. So oh sort my of my life is starting to come back into the training now for some reason. Holy moly. So basically, gym is like your full-time job at the moment. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, I, if I was, I wish I was paid for it, but yeah. <laughs> Honestly, can you like explain to me exactly what CrossFit is? Because I have like an idea that it's basically a full body workout, like every time you work out. Is that right? Yeah, a lot of people have asked me this and I, I still haven't sort of come up with a definitive way of describing it. But I think a full body workout is is a pretty good way to describe it. It's kind of almost like circuits on steroids, sort <laughs> of. It's, like it's it's circuits combined with Olympic lifting and sort of big compound lifts, if that makes sense. So it's a lot of strength based stuff as well. Then, so cardio yeah. isn't really seen in it, right? Yeah, it's sort of there's strength based stuff, but you've also got a lot of sort of high intensity sort of strength endurance stuff. So you've got cardio, but it's very much on the sort of high intensity side of things. Okay, I see what you mean. So like heart rate zone is like at its peak level for a short period of time. Yeah, 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 your heart rate's proper high. That's that's intense. Can't can't say. um, Well, I do do CrossFit, I guess I do. I go to a lot of hit classes and stuff. But like, I, I don't know how, and maybe you're the right person to ask. So once my heart rate gets to a certain level, I'm yeah. literally like, no. 
<laughs> I'm just like I'm done now and like because I have like a Fitbit watch it like vibrates when your heart reaches like a certain like zone so cardio zone fat burn zone peak zone and I I know when it's hit peak zone and I'm just like no 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 so how do you like push past that because obviously with your training like you obviously have to push past that really really difficult sort of mind sort of block so how do you do that um i think it's almost just practice i think coming from a sort of endurance sport background um with triathlon you get used to sort of putting yourself in uncomfortable positions for long periods of time whether that be an hour four hours six hours ten hours whatever um and i think that sort of made it quite easy to to sort of translate that over to CrossFit because it's, it's a different kind of uncomfortable because the intensity is a lot higher. Yeah. But you're, at the same time, I just because I've done it over and over and over and over again, I just, it it sort of sounds a bit dull, but I kind of I almost know how to deal with it. Yeah. Like, you know, because you're, you're doing it with everybody else. So there's, I say to everybody, there's moments in every single CrossFit session where you're like, this is awful. I want to quit. I want to stop. This hurts so much. But because everybody else is doing it, you're, you think, okay, we're all in the same boat here. We're all hurting. There's only, what, six minutes left. Let's just push out this last six minutes. And then you feel really good at the end of it. I can imagine. So, like, it just doesn't get easier. You just learn how to deal with the sort of feeling. Is that... Yeah, it, it yeah. doesn't... It doesn't the, People always say CrossFit never gets easier because as you get stronger and fitter, the weights just get heavier and the sessions get more intense. But as yeah, yeah as you just said, you, you sort of learn how to deal with it. That's amazing. And I'm ready to put that to work now. So <laughs> I've got to hit class later. So we'll see how that goes. I'll be like, come on, Taylor, you got this. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when you said that you've been talked into doing the Iron Man 2024, so next year. So yeah. How will your training look now? So, like, what did it look like before and what will it look like in the future? So, when before, when I was still doing try, my training would normally look like sort of two sessions a day. Um, and those sessions would be a common, any sort of combination of swim, bike, run and gym, basically. The gym, if there was a gym session in there, it wouldn't be very intense. It would all be sort of light conditioning based. And then the rest of it would be very much determined um, on what I'd done well, what else I'd done in the week and where I was in the season. Um, so sort of we're coming into this time of the year, you know, you're you're right at the back end of the season. You've probably got no races left. So your training is gonna be very, very low intensity, but the volume's gonna be high. So you're gonna be having low intensity long swims, low intensity long bikes and runs, just to get that base level of fitness up over the winter. Um, and then as you come into sort of springtime, that volume is gonna drop down but the intensity is going to rise um, to sort of get you sort of race ready and, and race race sharp, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So why did you actually sign up way back when? Because um, I know that you were like, always sort of been into sport and stuff, but like what made you decide, oh my gosh, I want to be the youngest Ironman finisher in Wales? Like what happened there, Cam? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very good question. I don't, I don't really know what happened. Um I think I'd always wanted to do it because I've always lived on the course. 
um i've always lived on the bike course so every year when it's when it's been on i've always watched the bike and i think every when everybody watches it they'll they always say oh yeah i'll do it. i'll do it at some point i'll do it at some point and i remember in 2018 i was watching it um and i said oh yeah i'll, I'll do it i won't do it next year because i'll only just be old enough but I'll, I'll do it and i was i was looking at, and then i started looking into the following year looked at the dates and realized that it was four days after my 18th birthday and I, I knew the current um record holder for in terms of age um a guy called Finn Arends who's recently gone professional um he's a local boy from Tenby yeah. and I knew that I would be younger than him at the time if I did it in terms of post 18th birthday and I, I think I just sort of thought come on let's just do it it's a challenge let's give it a crack and here we are four years later <laughs> That's actually amazing. And the fact that you managed to complete her as well. I had a little stalk on um, the Iron Man Wales page <laughs> and your time is up. And you don't mind if I say it, right? No, I'll crack on. Okay. So 15 hours, 18 minutes and 58 seconds. 15 hours of non-stop activity. That's absolutely crazy. And to think that you've literally done it is absolutely mental so when you start your 2024 child um 2024 ironman sort of like challenge and stuff are you going to go for time um i'm not 100 percent sure yet if you'd asked me this last year because i did start the race last year unfortunately due to some sort of complications on the bike i didn't finish um if you'd asked me that last year i would have said yes definitely going for time I think in 2024, it will most likely be just the goal of to finish. Yeah. Uh, but because I'm competitive, because I push myself, there will, I will have a sort of a, a sort of an, I don't know, an understated goal of a time in the back of my head. Yeah. So it's just like, it's in there somewhere. And like, also, when you're doing like long sort of like distance things like I remember when I was training for the marathon and I know it's not the same as the Ironman but nonetheless like there is a voice inside your head on the day like well you can't stop now like but and it drives you like I remember getting to mile 24 and I was like you know what I'm happy. I, I'll just I'll just go home now. And then I was like, no, you won't, Taylor. You're going to finish this race. You're here for a reason. But it's very much like that. And like you don't know you have it in you until it's time. Yeah. What was the um longest run you'd done before the Ironman? I'm just asking like like from another runner sort of perspective. Um, I think if I can remember rightly, the longest run I did before the first time I did it was around 18 miles um I'd spoken to a lot of people I didn't have a coach the first time I did it it was all completely sort of self-coached I had help from other people that were doing it um but the majority of it was off my own back um and I'd spoken to a lot of people and they were saying oh you you don't actually need to run a marathon no before you, do it. you sort of ideally run up to sort of 15 to 20 miles um minimum half marathon but just sort of get yourself used to running for a long period of time, not necessarily running far, but running for a long period of time, you know, running for sort of three to four hours plus. So just running slowly and and, run, and running for running for a long time. So I think the longest I did was about 18 miles. Honestly, 18 miles, absolutely plausible. And like, 
when you get into that sort of distance as well so for myself the longest run i'd done was 20 miles so it's only two more miles than um 18 but like after that you're like it's only 10k like that's only really another realistically one hour more like more running to finish a marathon do you know what i mean so like when you're getting into those big big numbers you think of the smaller numbers and you're like well i can do a 10k so that should be fine but Yeah. yeah I think you should do the London Marathon and I'll absolutely run it with you as well. Just just getting that out there because I really want to do another London Marathon or just a, another marathon just generally. And then long-term goal is to do an ultra marathon as well. So if ever you fancy doing an ultra marathon, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> so... I, I won't lie, the London Marathon is definitely appealing to me. I've actually had my name in the ballot the last three years. Have you? Uh, the Marathon, but not yet been successful. I have thought about doing a charity place, but it's just never sort of come about yet. Um, but <laughs> I won't lie, I haven't been tempted into an ultra yet. Definitely haven't gone down those roads. Well, once you've completed the London Marathon, boy, I am telling you, the Ultra Marathon, it'll be screaming your name. Honestly, like when you said then, like the um, you've put your name in the ballot, I was just like, oh my gosh, because literally the London Marathon, the sort of like community that you have there is like next to none. Like there is not a single bit of the course where you aren't being cheered on or there's music playing or somebody like shouting your name it's absolutely like incredible so i remember i was speaking to somebody the other day and they were like i want to do the london marathon course but virtually and i was like why why would you want to do it virtually when you can literally go and experience it because it's not going to be the same doing it virtually as it is actually doing it in amongst the crowd so yeah good luck with like the next entry or when you try and sign up for the ballad because it's it's a really really great experience yeah it, it, look, it looks amazing i know people that have done it my stepmom did it this year um and it just looks amazing it's i think the support side of things similar to i'm wales and bits of long course as well i did the marathon at long course weekend this year um i think that's probably the big thing that attracts me to it is just you've got support all the way around absolutely absolutely so when you say that you don't want to get a charity place what not maybe i just twisted your words a little bit with a charity place what is it that isn't like um appealing to you is it like the fact that you have to raise loads and loads of money because that actually was more stressful than the actual training for myself yeah i think it probably is i've raised money in the past um the, the last two times I've done Ironman, uh, the first time I raised money for the RNLI, I raised just over 1300 oh, wow. um, And the last time was for a local charity called Get the Boy to Lift. Um, and that was just over three grand. Um, both times I've not had a goal in terms of a, a set target to raise. And it's been really relaxed because it's sort of no matter how much I raise, it's okay. Yeah. Um, whereas obviously for London, you've got the target, you've got a target and that target is pretty high. Um, I think I looked at it for the RNLI and it was a base you know, of two of two and a half thousand. Yeah, right. it's the same for all charities, I believe. That's just standard. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. And like, you know, when you're doing it, you're doing it for a great cause, but like to raise that money is like absolutely mental, especially as a one person sort of band. Do you know what I mean? 
yeah, it is tough. It is very tough. But again, you have finished the Ironman, so you know anything's possible. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, which do you prefer? Do you prefer cycling, running, swimming? Like, which training sessions did you enjoy the most? I hate swimming. I hate swimming with a passion. Um, but it's just one of those things you got to do. Um, I used to be my well when I was doing it really competitively. Um, it used to be the bike, definitely, because that used to be my strength. Um, but I think now my strength has shifted to the run. Um, so and I enjoy running a lot more. I don't I don't know what it is, but I just enjoy running it. I find you can zone out quite a lot when you're running, um, especially on like a long slow run. So at the, at the moment, I definitely say the run. Are you? Do you listen to music when you train, like um, long distance running, or do you just like? taking like the noise of the outdoors not recently if i'm on the treadmill then yes um just because it tends to be pretty monotonous on the mm. treadmill um but i try and go on the treadmill as little as possible i never used to listen to music when i was running outside before because you can't listen to music when you're racing oh. um, i sort of thought you may as well get used to not listening to music um, but I think with coming back into training now and it being a lot more relaxed, I, I can see myself listening to music a little bit more. Yeah, that makes sense. Honestly, when I was doing my longer distance runs, I didn't used to listen to music really. And if I were to listen to anything, it would be podcasts because you can't really have like blasting music in your ears for like that time because you need to listen to your mind and stuff and just be like, sort of talking to yourself I don't know if that's just a me thing but I love talking to myself so being able to just do that running and just talking about like in your head now not with anybody else but like yeah. life so it's really really refreshing so I was just also interested like from another sports person sort of perspective how on earth did you train in terms of like nutrition for such an endurance race so with nutrition it's a lot of trial and error um you have to sort of try things and see if they work once you find something that works just stick with it um when i first um did iron man it was very much trial and error um you know i came into it really not having a clue what i was doing um just looking at what other people were using giving it a go if it worked i'd stick with it if it didn't i'd try something else um in terms of the actual products during the training you know your, your classic sort of energy gels um flapjack sort of things and then when i wasn't training just sort of day to day just sort of trying I'm, I'm not very strict on my diet at all um i just try and keep everything sort of balanced in proportion so you know try not to eat too much junk try and get a good amount of protein in, good amount of carbs good amount of fats um and just enjoy what i'm eating but at the same time try not to eat too badly if that makes sense yeah definitely with like with that like i think a lot of people they in like they think maybe food and when you're exercising like isn't maybe that great like you know the more food i have in my body like the less i'm able to perform but it's actually the opposite like the more food you have the better you'll be able to do any sort of run or any sort of swim or any sort of sport really. So I would be interested in um, just talking a little bit about how maybe sport has helped with your mental health if if it has. Oh, it's helped hugely. Like, I don't think anyone could comprehend how much it's helped. Um, 
coming out of the back of 2022 into this year, I was in a really bad place. Um, and just being able to go out and do something different that wasn't work um, massively helped. Um, and having sort of a new focus of CrossFit really, really helped because it meant that whenever I went to the CrossFit gym or normal gym or out for a run, it just meant I could escape sort of the realities of day-to-day -day life um, and everything else that was going on um, outside of training. And it just means you can zone out in, in that hour, that two hours, that half an hour, however long you're training for, nothing else matters. And you can just sort of focus on yourself and enjoy yourself. So it's, for me, it's, it's helped hugely. And I think if, if anybody is sort of struggling with mental health that doesn't do sport, I would massively encourage them to, you know, find something sport related it doesn't have to be competitive or really hard but just find something that they think they'll enjoy that gives them a new focus and i think it will really really help oh that's absolutely amazing i'm so glad that like things are looking up for you now because when you're in like a dark place like that it can almost seem impossible to see a life without that sort of mindset yeah so i'm just so glad that you found like another love um of like crossfit and stuff that has given you a sort of push and a will if you know what i mean so that's really really amazing and even like going out for like a half hour walk a day like that can be hugely beneficial to like mental health and stuff because i remember last year so it was about last september i like hit rock bottom and it was it was like, is this my life? Like, I need to get out of this. And I started off by just going for like half hour walks like every single day. And it gradually just got longer and the light, the like, I don't know, like it started to lift off my shoulders, like all of this sort of like darkness sort of started to lift. And then you were like, okay, things do get better so like that's really really nice and also i don't know about you but the community the sense of community in sport is yeah. next to none like oh, oh my gosh have you made like amazing friends in the gym in like your running sort of journey like like that will last a lifetime yeah i think whenever you start a sport no matter what that sport is you always pick people up along the way um when i started triathlon I've made a huge number of new friends. A lot of them I'm still really good friends with now. They're, you know, they're the ones that have taught me into to do an Ironman again next year, um, as much as I hate them for it. <laughs> uh, and then when I started CrossFit, the CrossFit, the CrossFit community itself is just amazing. Um, everybody's like-minded. Everybody is there because they like to sort of push themselves and challenge themselves. And that can sort of be applied to sort of any sports scenario. So I'd massively agree with if you're sort of feeling a bit left out or lonely, um, go and join a sports club, go and join a gym or go and join a rugby team or, or football team, whatever, whatever takes you fancy. doesn't have to be anything hard, uh, but you will pick people up along the way. You'll, you will make friends 100%. Absolutely. And like, you know, you're all there for the same reason, like absolutely the same reason. So like, yeah, that's, that's really, really good advice just to like sort of just go and do it. And I've sometimes, it's the anxiety of actually going is worse than the actual doing. So, yeah. yeah, just just go and just grab these opportunities with both hands because nobody will live to regret that. Do you know what I mean? Definitely not. Definitely not.
I remember my first CrossFit session. I was I went on my own. Never, obviously, I'd been to the gym quite a few times before. I had quite a bit of gym experience, but never done anything like CrossFit. Didn't know anybody that was there. Um, I think I roughly knew who one of the coaches was, and now I absolutely love it. I go sort of three, try and go sort of three, four times a week, and I got loads of good mates there, and it's it's just brilliant. That's so lush, and also a big because you're like a a big person into sport and like sport and stuff. Do you know when people come to the gym or like maybe your friends who maybe don't do sport that but like say, oh, I wish I was into sport and stuff. I like say in my mind to them, I'm just like you're lapping everybody on the sofa, even if you're doing one mile, half a mile, if you're walking, like. That's such a huge sort of thing. So how do you like get people, or if this has ever happened to you, how do you get people who say they want to change their life to change their life? Do you know what I mean? Because I just, I just say like, you're going to feel so good after you're going to do this, you're going to do that. But like, what advice would you give? Um, That's a tricky one, actually. I think ultimately, in terms of changing their life, that that pure decision comes down to the individual. Mm. Uh, but there's certainly things you can, you can do to, to motivate them and to try and influence them. Um, I've got a few mates who back in December, it was about, yeah, sort of December, November. Um, one of my mates wanted to start going to the gym. Um, so I was like, yeah, come on, come with me. I'll sort of show you the rope sort of thing. You'll, and you'll be absolutely fine. Um, and, he now goes to the gym sort of on a daily basis and loves it. I've got other mates. I've just done a gym plan for another friend who wants to um, try and lose a bit of weight, try to sort of try and get in a bit of better shape. So I said, you know, I'll, I'll do you a gym plan, give you something to focus on, give you sort of a structure to follow. Um, so there's definitely things like that you can do. But I, I always say to people that go in for the first time or want to go for the first time, the hardest bit isn't actually doing the exercises once you're there. It's getting yourself up off the sofa or out of your bed or out of the house, whatever, and just getting there. Once yeah. you're there, you know, you're walking through that gym door, you're out on your run. That's the hard bit done. You know, the rest the rest of it is easy. There's plenty of people who will sort of say, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym, and they never, ever go. And yeah. The people that say, I'm going to go to the gym, and even if they're not feeling it, get up out of the house and go. Even if it's, even if it's only for half an hour, 20 minutes, uh, they're still topping so many people absolutely absolutely like yeah you put words into my mouth there because that is exactly it and when you were training and stuff what was the earliest time you would wake up because i can imagine you're a very very busy man so being able to fit that training into an everyday life and especially since you admitted you didn't have a coach how did that work for you so the earliest i would get up was normally around five um five to five thirty no and that was almost almost always for a swim um the earliest swim time was at six o'clock i don't know what it is about the swimming world but they're obsessed with doing things at stupid hours in the morning <laughs> but yeah that was the sort of the earliest times i'd get up and as i said nine times out of ten it would be a swim there would be the odd occasion where i'd have to get up early and do a bike session um that would normally be indoors because normally still be dark um but that's when you've got to get up early, that's the sort of time where self-discipline and consistency come in. Because um, I always say to people who are, no matter what sort of training they're doing, whether it's gym, endurance, rugby, whatever, motivation will come and go. But yeah. if you really want to hit your goals and see progress, then consistency is the main thing. Yeah. You know, when, you're really, when you're really not motivated, 
that's the time to be consistent because that's the hardest time. If you can get through that that tough time when you're not motivated, when that motivation comes back, whatever form of motivation it is, that that period of time would just seem effortless. So did you struggle a lot then during the Ironman for the first time around now with motivation or just did you just have that goal and like it just drove you? Oh, I think no matter what athlete you are, whether you're just starting out or whether you're a top professional athlete, you always go through days of zero motivation, of weeks of zero motivation. And I definitely went through those. There were days when I didn't train because um, I just didn't have the motivation to. Um, and I still get those days now. And I sort of think back now to the times when I had no motivation and I didn't train and how much it disappointed me that I didn't train. Um, because training is sort of just sort of so ingrained in uh, sort of my day to day life. Um, it almost annoys me when I don't train, if that makes sense. Um, okay. So like today, for example, is a rest day. Um, so I won't train today and it's hard to not train. Yeah. Drained, but you definitely go through periods of, of having zero motivation um, and not wanting to train. But I always say to people on the days where you don't want to train, those are the most important days to train because it inf- reinforces that consistency and you feel doubly as good for doing it because you Absolutely. didn't want to do it in the first place. Absolutely. And like, yeah, you'll come out of there just feeling like way better, like way, way better. Like, I don't think people realise if if you don't do sports and then like you you've done a session that sort of endorphins and everything you feel is just like I can take on the world now and it's absolutely an amazing feeling but I was just wondering if there's anything sort of else you wanted to bring up on the podcast like any future aspirations or anything like that that you'd want to bring up um I think for the future, big future goal is obviously Ironman Wales next year. Um, I'm going to chuck myself in for the long course weekend marathon as well. Um, I did it this year off the back of quite almost literally zero run training. I remember I ran, I did one park run three weeks before it. I managed to do it, a, a, a hilly, hilly marathon in about four and a half hours, um, which I was quite pleased with. So wow. I really want to do that again next year and try and better my time you know try and do sub four hours maybe closer to three and a half um if i can get a good training block in before um but now the, the big goal is definitely i'm on next year oh my gosh good luck that will be absolutely amazing like yeah kudos to you and you know if there ever is a time you want to do an ultra <laughs> <laughs> let me know <laughs> I, I will keep it in mind i'm not making any promises but i will keep it in mind thank you when i sign up for a race i'll let you know and then i'm not going to force you to do it but i'm just going to say i'm going to be doing it <laughs> so okay. just let me know but i've really really enjoyed having this conversation with you cam honestly it's been so inspirational to speak to somebody who's competed in something that is just so out of the ordinary oh thank you i i mean there's a lot of people that do it every year um so it's sort of i don't know i feel like i'm pretty ordinary um but uh now to hear that it means a lot thank you you're very very welcome well i can safely say you're the only person i know that's completed the iron man so maybe it's just the people that we hang around with <laughs> um, <laughs> 
no it's been it's been a pleasure and yeah i'm really really excited for people to listen to this podcast episode because i think it will really change their sort of perception on sport and how to get into it i hope so definitely thank you very much so bye to my listeners and bye to cam and i'll see you in the next one